Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. Welcome to another edition of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. with my partner in Christ. <laughs> See, I got it right this time. <laughs> D. Marshall. Hey, D. Hey. And today, the question we're going to be addressing is how do I handle this period of unprecedented inflation? But I'm going to ask that question in a different way for this conversation. How do I handle the feeling that I don't have enough? How do you live an abundant life when you feel like prices are going up, your wages might be stagnant, or maybe you're coping with changes as a result of the pandemic, changes in your job, changes in your business. How do you still maintain that spirit of abundance when all these things are going on around you? So we got a great guest to talk about that with us today. And But Dee, what do you say about this whole idea of handling this period of rising prices of inflation? Yeah, you said, you said the concern of not having enough. And then you said Christ or God in the same sentence. And I'm just thinking, well, that's a conflict. That's yeah. a, uh, the word of the Lord said, a double-minded man. What did he say? I mean, you the bishop, come on Unstable now. Unstable <laughs> in all his ways. Right. So I, I would say, um, I'm glad we're having the conversation. Ash Cash um, is a gem, but I will say it's a conflict. This is a show about faith and finances. And so you can't believe in God in good times and then doubt God in unprecedented times. Today, we're talking about inflation and the cost of living. Maybe we'll say the rising cost of living. Um, as rates of inflation take center court after a period of, of inflation being kept in check for a while, we're seeing prices tick up. Um, really hasn't increased this quickly since 1982. Man, I was just getting out of college around that time. I was in first grade, so I don't know yeah, what you're talking about. You was, was a little, little baby toddler. <laughs> in 2021, the Consumer Price Index which measures the cost of things that urban consumers buy has increased by 7.7%. I know you're feeling the pinch. And some of this is also triggered by, we've heard about it, supply chain issues resulting from the worldwide global disruption of the pandemic, which is making it harder to get goods and services moved around and driving up the value of certain key things, including, for example, gas. So you may be feeling it, but we also have already said, you can't talk about the rise in the cost of living and then um, have this feeling that somehow you can't make it, you don't have enough and be a person of faith. What say you? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say I have two thoughts here. I think it is realistic because we are real and God wired us together with very real human emotions. So I want to be sensitive to, yes, I'm. there are people who are fearful. In fact, you know, I am concerned when I see the price of groceries and while I can afford, I'm thinking about my grandmother, I'm thinking about my elderly uncle, I'm just thinking about how they walking in the store buying milk. Fixed so I incomes do, for many well, of them. Fixed incomes, fixed, 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 fixed. And fix. so, so I do want to be sensitive and know that no, you can be a person of faith and still be concerned and stressed and overwhelmed and no guilt, no shame or no shade. Just know that God wired us together with human emotion. So that's over there. Um, but here's where there's the opportunity and I'm glad we're talking about it. I think just understanding um, everything in context to faith and to our God. So 
while I might be fearful over here, but if I lean on who I am, whose I am, why I'm here, where I'm going, um, I could shore up my faith in, in God and then ask God to just lead, to lead me to keep me in these times, to guide me, to help me to be responsible with my income, to help build my faith. God, help me increase my faith, not so that the prices will come down, but so my resources will come up. Let me say that again. I'm not praying for these prices to come down. I'm praying for my resources to come up. So listen, there's some bold prayers that need to happen right now. Listen, God, I could have died during COVID. I'm talking about all of us, right? We could have died. We could have lost our lives, but God, you kept us. And so we just gonna double down in this prayer and like, Lord, look, if I'm still here, I'm believing that you are going to keep me. I'm believing that you are going to bless me. I don't wanna be just a kept woman. I wanna be blessed, okay? Kept is just the bare minimum. I need to overflow, okay? So I do think there's that opportunity, Alfred, to really lean in. I'm sure when we bring in our guests, we can talk about, Although there is inflation and it's a real thing, we have never lived in a better time. Sometimes I think it's the worst of times and the best of times in terms of opportunities. In terms of opportunities. I, you know, Dee, I totally agree. And again, it goes back to how you approach these numbers. I'm looking at some of these numbers. Um, the, the rate of increase for these consumer items in 2021. Of course, we talk about motor fuel, gasoline, 50% up, fuel oil, 41% up. Um, you talked about grocery shopping, things like bacon and breakfast sausages up 16%, um, furniture up 17%, used cars and trucks, not the new ones, up 37%. So D, you're absolutely right. This is a real phenomenon. Yep. Here's the thing in terms of exactly what you said, not praying for prices to stay low or drop, but trusting in God and praying for the increase. And I know for me, and again, this is another transition coming through the pandemic, I actually began thanking God for larger bills. Because larger bills means I trust your provision. So that means larger, I don't know, wages, income, opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I trust God to provide. So if there are larger bills, that means there's going to be greater provision. That's right. So with that thought in mind, I want to bring in our guest. Um, he's, he's a well-known, longtime friend to both D. Marshall and I. Even though I'm his mentor, I just want to get that straight right oh, now. Oh, you had to throw that in. I had to throw it in. I had to, you know, I couldn't be nice. I had to, I had to make it about that. <laughs> but no, we love our guests. Welcome to love, the show, Ash Cash, Arthur, financial educator, um, mentor himself. Oh yeah, and he has a new book out. When I say author, we're talking author, 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 many, many times an author. But his latest book, From the Block to the Bank, How to Make the Most of Your Circumstance, what we're talking Come about today. On to maximize your full potential. So we got the perfect, perfect brother to have on this show. Thanks for joining us, Ash. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you, Alfred D. Uh, you know, both, both my friends, but definitely, you know, Alfred's the mentor, D. I, I, you know, I, I just wanna say that, you know what I'm saying? He, he's the reason, he's the reason, but no, I appreciate y'all. Hey. Okay. And y'all made me feel old though too, cause I was one years old in uh, 1982. So I just wanna put that out there. Oh, you feel old. <laughs> he was one years old, 1982. All right. I mean, I, no, no, I mean, I mean, I made you feel young. I'm sorry. I meant young. I meant young. I meant young. Okay, I got to say. <laughs> so listen, Ash, you know, again, you're a former banker. Um, you're expert on credit. You're expert on finance. You're expert on business. You're coaching other coaches. One of my good friends from my hometown, Gail Keys, is one of your 
students and she can't stop talking about you. But talk to me overall about our response to the changing economy in general, whether it's changing for quote unquote, the better or for the worse. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, I think when we think about COVID-19 and, and the pandemic, it was sort of like a perfect storm that was showing us that um, there's a new normal happening, right? Um, and I think what, what a lot of people um, are potentially holding on to um, is the old way of things that were being done. And because of that, that's why there's this worry. But I say, um, you know, like Dee mentioned, this is one of the best times to be alive because there's a lot of opportunity. Um, and so we have to embrace that change um, and understand that abundance is our birthright, right? We, you know, be fruitful and multiply. And so that's our birthright. And so when we're looking at the situations as far as inflation and things of that nature, um, it's really about changing our mindset and, and not relying on one stream of income and saying, what value do I bring to the marketplace and creating multiple streams of income? You know, one of the things that I love about you, Ash, again, your latest book is a great example of it, is to Dee's point, we're not trying to tell you that if you're a person of faith, you never have fear, you never have anxiety, you never have worries. You have been very honest about the times in your life and your journey when you were like, what did I do and what's going to happen to me? Um, talk about the, the, the why it's so important for you to be transparent about those moments, both as a, a brother and a man of faith. For me, there's such liberation in being transparent and being honest. Um, and so, you know, as someone who, you know, I grew up in the, you know, in the projects in New York City, single parent home, um, I wasn't taught about entrepreneurship, wasn't taught about, you know, business. And so, you know, I had a flourishing career, uh, you know, as a banker um, and decided that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. And in doing so, um, I wasn't prepared, um, you know, you know, car, you know, almost being repoed home almost being foreclosed but that was actually an awakening for me right because you know in that uh bad time in that time you know that um you know you know i was being uh tested if you will um i knew that everything was working for my greater good and so you know yes i was shaken up and i was like oh my god this is embarrassing right i was you know a banker making six figures um you know, I wrote a book called My Right Money Right, Tell Those of Financial Freedom. So while I'm out here teaching people how to manage their money, I'm going through foreclosure. My, you know, neighbors are asking me, what, you know, what's going on? Um, there was this level of embarrassment. Um, but for me, um, it taught me that there has to be multiple streams of income. When I was working, uh, you know, my only income was my job. But then when I became an entrepreneur, I was only focusing on one source. Um, and so that sort of opened my eyes and made me realize that you just never know what's going to happen. Um, and so what, when you have multiple streams of income, you have options, right, to pivot. When COVID-19 happened, a majority of my income was from speaking engagements. But when, the, when, when they started telling us, hey, we got we to gotta, you know, sit inside, then what happens to the speaking engagements? All of those contracts and all those things that I thought I was going to flourish with, you know, all kind of went away, but because I have other streams, I just pivot. I said, all right, let me focus on books. Let me focus on digital products. Um, and so it's important to take the good and the bad and just know that all of it um, is working for your greater good. If you're not trusting God to provide for you, if you're not doing it, as we've already talked about in the show, um, looking and trusting that God is going to provide, you won't be looking for opportunities. And if you're not looking for opportunities, you're not going to find them. Talk about the importance. I think for a lot of us, um, the pandemic forced us to look because it was like this thing that I was relying on is gone. I got to find some way to make it. 
But talk about the mindset of even in when you're fearful and anxious, and then now again, we are in a period of inflation, but uh, as Dee said, still one of the best periods you could be in terms of opportunity, but you're not going to find those opportunities if you're not looking for those opportunities, which is an act of faith, you know, to walk by faith and not by sight. So talk about what you've seen and what you you try to tell even those you coach. You got to look for it. it. It may be all around you, but if you convince yourself they're not there, you're not going to find them. You're 100% correct. I think a lot of times when people see, uh, you know, turbulent times, they start to forget their value, right? Because prior to the pandemic, prior to me almost, you know, losing my home to foreclosure, somebody said, Ash, you have value, right? I will pay you six figures. I will pay you six figures because of this value. Um, but then while I'm going through turbulent times, I'm like, oh my, now you start to doubt yourself. And I think that, that that's what happened when, you know, you know, it was the shift of the mindset that says, wait, if I will always have value, right? And so that's why it's always important that we take a step back and take a full assessment of who we are. Uh, because once you take a full assessment of who you actually are, right? Who are you in your being, right? Not what you're doing. A lot of us equate our value to what we do, where our value is in our being. Who are you being? Because once you know who are you being, and I know that's, you know, not the proper, you know, you know English, but once you know who are you being, then it allows you to see your value. And in that value, uh, that's what people are, exchange money for. And so that mindset shift has to happen to say, you know what, okay, if I'm inspiring and motivating, if that's who I am in my being, I'm an inspiration, I'm a motivation, and I'm doing that live on stage in front of thousands of people, and then now COVID hits and they say no more of that, that means nobody is touching the stage but people are still going to need inspiration motivation and so i'm not going to change who i am in my being i'm just going to change the mode in which i'm delivering that being um and i think that's where the mindset shift happens where you know regardless if you got downsized you lose your job you know whatever is happening who are you in your being take an assessment of that and then find those people who who need that value because your value is still going to be there. Um, and, and to your point, you have to go out and seek those people who need that value and deliver it in a way that they're ready to receive it at that particular time. And you know what I'll, I'll say, I'll add that in terms of going out to see, going out to find or to allow yourself to be found in terms of a resource. I think there's some other things there. I think people get caught up because the fear is in the way. I think that's part of it. People don't know their value, but it's because they're so fearful. So when you're fearful, you're just not able to hear clearly. You're not able to process clearly. So I think that's one part of it. And it's realistic, perhaps for some people to be fearful, but to work through that. And then to know, I love your point, Ashkash, about knowing who you be um, and knowing your value because that's anchored in faith. That's anchored in God. Right. But people who don't see themselves as God's um, daughters and sons won't necessarily feel that, you know, I, in a lot of ways, some people will say, how, how do you show up like this? Or how do you have, you know, the boldness and such? And I would say, you know, I was a pain, I was painfully shy growing up. So but this is faith. And so back to your point, it really is about leaning in and reminding, allowing ourselves to be reminded about who we are in Christ. And there we can double down on the value, right? Because I'm going to, if I could double down on the value or, or really remind myself of who I am in Christ, double down on the value. Why? I'm going to double click 
right here on everybody is here with a unique gift. Everybody has a gift. Everybody is here with a gift. The gift is not for us. The gift is to serve somebody. So an inflation and what you're talking about, Ash Cash, right now is getting out there, is knowing that God assigned your gift to be delivered through you to somebody else. And somebody is waiting on your gift. So your value to the world is going to be delivering on the gift. And because the Bible says God gives us the ability to create wealth, the ability, the raw material is really our gifting. And so I love what you have teased out in terms of the value that we have and then having to go out. And I'm going to be quite honest, even, you know, going out, like double click on Lord, lead me, guide me in this season. What would you have me to do? Because God, it's on you. I mean, I'm here. I surrender my gift. But look, this is on you right now. And so how would you like me to serve? How would you like me to show up? So I, you know, I'm big on wrapping this whole thing in faith because that's where I know doors to be open, seats to be made, ways to be made, opportunities that don't even line up. This don't even line up. This don't even match up. So that's really, um, you know, kind of what's showing up for me as I'm hearing you talk about your amazing uh, way of being Ashcash, just how you show up, your energy, your spirit. Yeah. So I just wanted to, um, to add to that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I want to, you know, add as we, we wrap up this segment, um, D just found something else we have in common. I was a introverted bookworm artist. All I wanted to do when I was a kid was get in the corner with my notepad and my books and draw and write and read. And people like, they don't believe it. You know, people that grew up with me believe it because <laughs> they knew me. But again, once I got a sense of purpose in my relationship with God, that made me bold. And now you can't shut me up apparently, but <laughs> that's a good thing. Listen, we're here with Ash Cash, who's also kind of a bold brother, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> and we're talking about how to operate in an inflationary environment where it may feel like you don't have enough, but you are capable of living an abundant life. This is Be Lifted Up. We'll be right back. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. 
with quality over quantity from concept to completion. Now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Welcome back to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And D. Marshall and I are with the one and only Ash Cash. Listen, man, I'm struck by the whole thing about recognizing your value. And I, I want to take it a little bit further. Uh, many people may have heard this analogy. Um, I know I first heard it in Jackson, Mississippi. I was speaking at an event and a pastor gave this little analogy um, when he was speaking to all of us. He, he took out a $5 bill, crisp new $5 bill. Who wants this $5 bill? Because everybody in the room raised their hand. Then he balled it up and then you know, wrinkled it up and opened it up again. Who wants this $5 bill? Everybody still raised their hand. Then he dropped it on the floor, grind his feet into it. It was dirty and grimy. Who still wants this $5 bill? Of course, everybody still wanted it. And his point was, and I see D nodding, our value is set by God and is immutable. Uh -huh. So one of the important reasons of being a person of faith and staying connected to God is that when you go through things, a pandemic, um, inflation, deflation, job loss, business setbacks, whatever you're going through, conflict in the home, your value never changes. So I love your point about if you don't forget that you have value and that that value cannot really be changed because the, the, the being that set the value is unchanging and, and unchallengeable and cannot fail and does not create failure. That's a big part of being able to say, okay, if I accept that my value is immutable, now I can accept that there must be something for me to do out here, no matter what the prices do. Talk, talk to me about that mindset, if, if you will, um, of recognizing your value, what you bring to the table, skills and talents and gifts that you may have used, you may have not have used in your main job that you had before the pandemic, but now suddenly have value in a different role post-pandemic. I think that when it comes to value, it's again going inwardly, right? And understanding that value within um, and asking yourself, right? No one can give you that value, right? The value, like you said, uh, was, was already, you know, ordained by God. Like God gave you that value and that's it. And what happens is um, because we are in spaces where we're asking other people who have not given us the value to tell us our value, we're watching the person to our left and right, and we're comparing ourselves to them, and we're picking up our value from that. That's the reason, you know, why we don't look inward and we can't maximize our full potential, right? I heard this analogy about a car, right? If you have a car, uh, and the car could go 120 miles per, per hour, but for whatever reasons, you've only been driving it at 60 miles per hour. Then all of a sudden, you see a car next to you and the guy or girl's pushing 80 miles per hour. Now you're impressed. Now you're like, oh my God, this car could go 80. And so now you're trying to push and you're like doubting yourself because you're like, man, I've been going 60. You know, he or she's going 80. Oh my God. But you don't even realize that your car could go 120, right? And so what happens is, you know, a lot of us are trusting even ourselves, right? You know, catch this. We did not create ourselves, right? And so we're trusting ourselves. We're trusting our experience. We're trusting our past. We're trusting what we've been through to determine our value when the truth of the matter, we have to trust the person who created, right? We have to, we have to trust the creator with our value. And the creator is telling us who we are 
and the great thing about it is that when we tap into the mindset that we're made in the image and likeness of God, right? When we, when we tap into that mindset, then we start to see our value. And then we start to say, you know what? Let me see. Let me just see, right? I have a truck uh, and my truck on the dashboard says 160. I don't know how fast it could go. And so safely, I said, let me test it. And it wouldn't get over 120. And okay, great. So now I know, regardless that it says 160, it won't go past 120. But now I know that because I tested to the limit. And so that's what we should be doing, right? We should be testing God. And when I say test God, I'm saying test God's promise for us. If God said, I came to give you life more abundantly, okay, all right, great. Prices are going up. Yes, great. There's inflation. Let me test this. Right. If you're telling me abundance is my birthright, let me test it. Let me go out there and test a little bit and see what can happen. And I believe that even in within that, right, even when you have fear, because we're human, right, we were put here as human beings. But even in that fear, you still should have faith and test that fear. Right. Test it and push it to the limit. And God is never going to fail you. As long as I've been on this earth, I'm undefeated. Right. Every single obstacle I've ever been with, been through, as long as I got breath in my body, I've tested God and God said, Ash Cash, I got you. Indeed, I'm learning now to see fear is a reminder to rely on God, not rely on myself, not to rely on others. It's a reminder now. It's the thorn in my side that says you're having this fear, but that fear is not for you to, to run back and retreat, but to trust God, because we often need that reminder to trust God. We don't trust God when things are going good. We think we got it like that. I like that. Fear is a reminder. I like it because it means that you're fearful because you are trusting in yourself and you are, you forgot the blind spot and the blind spot is you're not trusting in God. I like it. That's a, that's a, that's a good way to do it. Listen, I, I was, I was about to say just pass the collection plate because Bishop the pitch preached a whole word, <laughs> a whole word. A whole word. So listen, I don't even know what to say. I don't know where to go, Ash Cash. I mean, I'll no, but, 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 but I'll, I'll add this other thing since we're on the analogy of cars, right? Is that fear is only there to wake us up, right? If you're in a, you know, in an interstate right now, you're driving your car and you fall asleep, right? You forget. You fall asleep and you start swerving, right, to the right or the left. What's going to happen? There's ridges in the road that's going to that's gonna shake you and wake you up. If, if, if you, them ridges, are stopping you from hitting the wall. And so if you don't, if you don't wake up, if you don't get up with those ridges, right, then you're gonna hit the wall, you're gonna crash and burn. And so the, the ridges is fear. The ridges is waking you up. The ridges is saying that you are asleep, it's time to get up because you have a God that's gonna that's gonna guide you where you need to go. The church doors are open, y'all. Oh my and amen, God. somebody praise amen. the Lord. But baby, Weird. the ridges, the ridges, the ridges. The ridges. Did he just preached the whole ridges. <laughs> the ridges like, on the highway. He just, he just preached on ridges. That scared you. So you okay. Get focused on where God is taking you. Just in the road. Ooh. My God. The ridges ain't telling you to pull over and get out of the car and stop and just stay on the side of the road forever. The ridges saying, "Get focused. Get focused. Get, get 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 right back in that middle." You know. That's a word right there. That was a word. So, so, so listen, Ash, as, as we, you know, we're talking about, um, and, and we're going to wrap up the segment in a couple of minutes, but tell me a bit about how we apply 
all of this to navigating a changing economy? You know, drop a couple of things, then we can come back from the break and go deeper. Yeah, yeah I think, so I yes, because you went mindset. Yes, because see, yes, this is what we need to do. You know, because a lot of church folks, there's a lot of, a lot of amens and stuff, but you need to, we, when we come back, we need you with your coach hat on. You was just yeah. with your bishop hat on because bishop yeah. is going to preach a good word. And what black folk, what we do is we, we lift our hands and say amen. Mm -hmm. And so what I know about our work or similar work, coaching, the reason why I'm not assigned to the pulpit, because I'm going to say run the play, is not lift up your mm -hmm. hands and say amen, run the play. So when we come back, um, yep, that's the place to go in terms of what is the tangible, because, you know, God does his part and he expects us to do our part. But a lot of times we want to delegate to God and that's not the way it should be. We definitely want to leave whatever is above our pay grade to God, but we miss on James 122 that says, do not be merely a hearer of the word or yes. a listener of the word, but be a doer of the word. And we don't mm -hmm. have enough people as doers doing what God mm -hmm. says. We have a lot of people that say amen and shout and acknowledge and, you know, um, you know, uh, the word of the Lord, but we don't have a lot of people or more people, I should say, walking in their faith. And Did so- somebody say obedience? That's, obedience. that's where people that's get right. a little- That's right. Obey? And so you teach this stuff. Uh, you have people assigned to you. God has blessed you to run a business where you can- equip other people to do work. Yeah. And so I want you to talk about the work. What are some things that we need to be doing? Very yeah. specific, tangible, because that's where we get caught up and lost. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so I, I created a, a seven-step pro process uh, called THRIVE, right? And so it's, it's an acronym, T-H-R-I-V-E, right? And so um, step number one is to take assessment of who you are, right? So the T is to take an assessment of who you are um, and make sure that you love what you're doing, you're doing what you love, right? Because a lot of times people um, are, are, you know, by default, because they went to school for something or they're, they're somewhat good at it, they are doing something that they're not really good at or that they're good at, they don't really want to do. And so take an assessment and figure out, you know, what do you love to do? Because when you love to do something and you do it with passion, that passion is what's going to bring the paycheck. So number one, I want you to take an assessment of who you are. Number two, I want you to halt any activities, right? H is halt any activities that you're only doing for money, right? And so if the only thing by doing this activity that you're getting is money, then this, this is not what you should be doing uh, because at the end of the day, uh, you need to take this passion, the value that you bring to the table, um, and it should be an equal exchange that for this passion, for this love of what you love to do, you're actually getting money back, right? Number three, I want you to research all of the ways that people are actually making money, right? And so there's nothing new under the, under the sun. And so whatever you're passionate about, there's someone right now as we speak that's already making money doing that thing. And so I want you to do, do some research. Find out how are all of the different ways that people who have the same passion that you have, you know, how are they monetizing that passion right now? Number four, I want you to identify at least four products or services that you could provide based on your value, right? And so based on who you are, what are four products or services that you can offer? Uh, you know, number five, which is V, I need you to now vibrate on the wave of that success. And what that means is 
a lot of times we're looking at other people doing what we want to do and they're loving it, but we don't believe that we can do it. And so in order for us to do it, we have to get our mind right and start to vibrate on that level of success. That means vision, right? That means you have to have a vision. You have to see yourself doing it. You have to see yourself being successful doing it. Number six, now it's time to execute, right? I want you to execute those three or four things that you put down, those products or services. I need you to execute on them one by one. I don't want you to do them all at one time. I want you to say, okay, what makes the most sense? If it's writing a book, if it's starting a mastermind, if it's putting out the product, starting a t-shirt line, that one thing, find that one thing and execute on it. And then once you execute on it, right, I then want you, oh, this is a bonus. This is why it's seven, it's actually six, but here's the bonus. You know, the bonus is after you execute on it, I want you to do it. I want you to document it, right? Document your process of how you did it. And then I want you to delegate, right? So I want you to do, I want you to document, and I want you to delegate. So let's say you start, you say, okay, I'm going to do this book. This book is this first idea that I want to do. I'm going to write the book. I'm going to figure out how to be successful with the book. I'm going to sell a lot of copies of it. And now this is my business. And so I'm going to do it. I'm going to document how I did it. Now I'm going to delegate somebody else to run that book business. Now, idea number two, I'm going to grab idea number two. I'm going to create that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to document. I'm going to delegate. And you keep doing that. And what happens when you do that? Now, you have multiple streams of income. So not only were you fruitful, but now you multiply. Now, you took this idea that you had. You created this idea. You did it. You documented it. Now you're delegating. Guess who you're delegating to? Somebody else that may have a love for doing the thing that you have been uh, obedient to do. And now you're providing opportunity. And so if you thrive, right, if you thrive, number one, right, take an assessment of who you are. Number two, halt any activities that you're doing for money only. Number three, research all the ways that people are making money already with, with the thing that you love to do. Number four, identifying at least four products or services that you could offer based on what you love to do. Uh, number five, of vibrating on the wave of that success. And number six, executing that plan one by one. And number seven, the bonus, which is do document delegate. Man. Can I drop the mic? Yeah, you, you can drop the mic. One of basically, basically, I'm done. I'm, you I'm drop the mic and, I'm I, and, I, and I'll pick it up. I know it's hot, but I'll pick it up. Listen, I want you to talk a little bit though about, you know, cause you and I both know, we talk, you and I talk a lot about this, but you talk to a lot of people. and. Let's say you talk to 100 people. As this D said, everybody will be like, yeah, amen, waving their hands. And then there's a percentage of those people that actually go out and do and execute. Yeah. And, and I tell people the difference between the, those who execute and those who don't is a matter of faith. Yeah. Because people will say, well, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Versus faith is saying, I don't know either but I'm going to try. I don't know, but I'm going to step out on this water. I don't know. But what, what is the faith mindset of the people that take that whole blueprint that you laid out, the game plan, as Dean might say, you, now you're the coach. Go out there and do this and know that some people will go out there and say, well, the coach said this could be done, so I'm going to go do it. And, and others will say, well, I, I tried, coach. I missed a shot, and now I'm coming back to the bench because it didn't work. Yeah, so the mindset is number one, uh, not taking score, right, and not comparing. Um, a lot of times people are afraid to take that first step uh, because they're, they're, they're busy looking at someone else's success, and now they want that level of success immediately. And so if they might try something 
and it doesn't work because they're looking at someone else's success. But the truth of the matter is that success is just getting up and doing, right? And so the mindset is saying, listen, I'm not even telling you to do document and delegate and become a millionaire tomorrow. You know, I, if you made a dollar, if you made $5, if you made $100, if you made $1,000, you are on your way. And so really the mindset is just getting them into the habit. Um, and, and it's usually around the small wins. You know, we don't give um, enough credit to our small wins. Again, we're looking uh, at the massive wins. We're looking at somebody on, on social media who has a million followers or 100,000 followers. And we're like, that's the success I want. Or we are looking at somebody on television and we're saying, I can do that too. Um, but again, it's about setting those goals. Um, and so I always tell people to, to, you know, set up three types of goals, right? Uh, you should have your short-term goals. Uh, these are the things that you want to accomplish with, within one to three years. Uh, you should have your midterm goals, which are things that you want to accomplish between three to uh, seven years. Um, and then also have your long-term goals, which are the things that you want to accomplish between seven years and above. The reason why it's important to do that is because if you just take all of your goals and you put them all in, in one bucket and then now you don't segment them, now you're not able to identify, you know, any wins, right? Because if your long-term goal says, you know, $100,000 and you put out this business and you made $5,000, that's a win. But you're so focused on this $100,000 that you will never get to this $100,000 because you didn't celebrate that $5,000. And so now if you have these short-term goals, you say, this, this week, I'm going to speak to X amount of people, uh, you know, and I'm going to do this. And that's the other thing, though, too, is that a lot of times our goals are attached to the outcome where our goals should be attached to the activity, right? What is the activity? You want to lose weight? Don't say, I want to lose 100 pounds. Say, I'm going to eat better for, for you know, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to do that, right? What is the activity? Because if you focus on the activity, then the goal will actually come to you. You know what? That reminds me of, um, right, right. Tracking the, the lead indicators versus the lag indicators, right? Tracking, that's about execution, right? You may not always be able to control the outcome, meaning the output or meaning the sale, meaning the revenue, but, and, and if you don't focus on that, but just only focus on the execution, which is a lead indicator, you will be successful. But I love uh, Ashcast that you said we're focusing, uh, we just need to shift our focus, shift what we're looking at, because it's a better it, um, opportunity to celebrate when you are looking at from the place you started to the place you are now. So let's see, we got 30 seconds here. Um, and I think we're coming back with one more, I believe. Nope, I think this is it. Oh no. Yeah, oh God. Yeah. Ash Cash, tell them where to find you. Uh, you can find me on, uh, go to my website, IamAshCash.com or follow me on all social media platforms at IamAshCash. All right, Bro. there it is. Bishop, Coach, Doc, Money Maven, Alfred's mentee. He trying to claim him, but it's my friend. And anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, whew, I'm exhausted from the show. Um, actually, no, I'm not exhausted, Alfred. I'm actually full from the show. Yes. I'm yes. full from the show. What an amazing guest. Um, Ash Cash, he's both Bishop, Rev, Doc, Money, Financial Advisor, just everything yummy and delicious. And uh, I'm just grateful for his story, for his work, so much about, you know, be encouraged, I think, during this time, during the, um, you know, time of inflation and trust God. We got practical and we, you know, we got the faith side and we got the practical side. So what say you, Alfred? Yeah, I want to remind people, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, in Philippians 419, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches 
in glory in Christ Jesus. So yes, prices may go up. Inflation happens. Prices go up, they go down. Things become more expensive, they become less expensive. But if we remember that we are connected to the source of all, then we have no reason to give in to fear. We have reason to fear, as Dee said, that's natural, that's logical, that's practical, that's real, but we have no reason to give in to that fear. So I, with that, I, I just wanted people to just carry Ash Cash's um, <laughs> spirit and mindset forward into this economic environment. Listen, this is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. You can stay on top of everything that we're doing with these shows at Sirius XM 141 on HUR Voices. You can follow the um, Mocha Podcast Network.com to check out the show. And you can follow us on social media at B Lifted Up Radio. That's B, the letter B, Lifted Up Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and all social platforms. You've been listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Thank you for joining us. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. <laughs>